Tonight, we discuss why the expression, once a temptation, always a temptation, lost its meaning a long time ago when we discuss the Temptations movie. Joining us for the first time this week, and this, this honestly, that expression is getting old because I've been saying it for the last month. Uh, we welcome Sharonda. I'm at. I'm Chad, and this is the 135th episode of your award-winning podcast. We used to talk about this at work. All right, Matt, we are back again. Um, as you can hear, the old voice is getting squeaky. So, um, spoiler alert, you're probably leading the charge next week. What are we doing next week? Spoilers, baby. Spoilers. All right. I'll make it work. <laughs> All right. So, um, like I said at the top of the show, joining us for the first time is someone we used to work with, Sharonda. Hi. Hello. How are you guys? Good. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little squeaky voice, but I'm good. So... <clears throat> Before I was a trainer at that place we all used to work at, Sharonda moved in in our little cubicle area where I sat at, if I'm remembering this right. No, I don't think you are. I'm not? You didn't You didn't sit over there by us? I actually took your seat you when did? I moved over there. Yeah, oh, because you were my trainer. See how, wait, I trained you? Yeah. This is news to me. This is the first <laughs> time. I, I feel like Lauren Hill when they ask, oh, man, you got that concert this weekend? I do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I trained. Okay, well, tell me something. I trained you. Tell me more. Yeah, you. Oh. Mm -hmm. That's going to get bleeped. Just keep talking. Okay, thank you. And it was you and a couple other people. Who was, that... on, your training? Who was on your training team? Uh, like at, in your class? Matt? Matt was not in your class. One man in my training class? Oh no. He, he had to because he was over there when he moved out of so the country, right? There were mm -hmm. um there were six people in his in his actual class. Like you were probably being trained at the same time. Probably but so. Would, but you would have been okay, I damn that. I really thought that you were um, an OG, as in before I was a trainer. Interesting. I mean, I was there before you were a trainer. I just, I was in maybe customer that's... service. Okay, maybe that's it. Yeah. So I came from customer service over to being a tech. When I think that was maybe your second training class. Okay. Yeah, all oh, this is yeah. so fuzzy. Right, I started to think. I was like, "Who else was with me?" Like, I can name like four names: uh, well, Michelle, Renetta, Renetta. Renetta. Well, Renetta was in your group. Yeah. Oh, and Michelle? No, Michelle wasn't in my group. No, she, she was, was part one of the. She was one. She was in Shatia's group, if I right. remember right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, all this I... stuff is kind of fuzzy now. Yeah, yeah. So okay, well, my bad, Sharonda. I trained you. Okay, right on. Right. Yeah, on. you did. You did an excellent job too. I always brag about how well that group of trainers did compared to what's going on now. <laughs> right, 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 right. I can only imagine what's going on now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. 
So you just recently came back from a big trip. Can you tell us about that? I did. I went with some co-workers, some girls from work, and we went to L.A. specifically to see Tony, Tony, Tony. We're not back together again, but it was like a reunion concert. Okay. Dope. It was definitely dope. The only thing I didn't like about it was that when you come in, they lock your phones in this little um, oh, bag. No. So you, you can record? What? Hold on. I get comedians when comedians do this, right? Because, you know, they probably redoing these jokes in different mm-hmm. cities. I get them locking it up. Why is Tony, Tony, Tony locking your phone up? Like, we don't know these songs or stuff like that. I guess he don't want us want us to share the order of the songs or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> the <but> set list. <laughs> they lock it up. And they didn't keep, at first I thought they were going to keep your phones, but they put it in this little pouch and it has like a magnetic thing, like what they use to put on clothes so you won't steal stuff. Mm-hmm. And they clip it up and you take it in the uh, concert with you. And it looks like it's so sealed that you can't even see your phone while it's in this little pouch. And from my understanding, they're doing this at every concert they go to. Because I had a friend of mine that saw them in uh, North Carolina and she said they locked their phones up too. So they're on tour. So they are on uh, some sort of tour. Yeah, they're on tour. But I mean, and uh, now I'm thinking about it more. I mean, now without your phone, now you're fully engaged in the concert, the music. You're not doing a other thing, but also you're not just recording them do it. You're fully immersed in the singing, the atmosphere and everything else like that. Yeah, that was the benefit of the phone in a pouch. After I realized that I was in the now mm-hmm. and it was cool, I wasn't really tripping off the, the phones being recorded. I mean, the um, concert being recorded. When you left, is there like one spot that you go to to get it out the pouch? I'm just thinking of like, I hate lines. So I'm thinking like you waiting in line to get your little bag clipped off or whatever. It wasn't a line. It was like a bunch of people, maybe about 10 or 11 people at the exit. So Mm -hmm. while everybody was leaving out, they were like, um, put your phone on this magnet and then drop the case in the in the bin. So it was it was fairly quick. Mm-hmm. Them taking it off. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what else did we do? We saw Tony, Tony, Tony. Uh, saw the um, the stars. What is it? The what is it called? The um, Walk of Fame. Oh yeah, uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame. Hollywood Walk of Fame. We were in front of the theater, and they were having the premiere of. Um, Hunger Games down there. When we oh, went. really? Yeah. Oh, the oh the new one. The new one. So they had everybody lined up on the street, and they had um, the curtains, and they had things blocked off for the, uh, I guess, the cast coming through, interviewing or something. We didn't stay did you, long enough. I was going to say, did you see anybody? No, we recognize? didn't stay long enough to see it, because I think we had some other plans, and we, we were on a schedule. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we was just trying to get to the meter before they gave us a ticket. <laughs> oh, yes. y- y'all rented a car out there? Mm-hmm. Ooh. How was that L.A. traffic? It wasn't 
as bad as I hear. Okay. And I think because we, the, the concert was on Saturday. So we flew in on that Saturday. And then we were there Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Oh, and while we were there, there was a huge fire on the 10. So they blocked off a large portion of the interstate. So I think they kind of kept down the traffic. Okay, okay. Because where we, we still had some part of the 10 that we can travel on, but it wasn't straight through. So people had to be rerouted. And I think they kept them from like staying on the, on the highway. Um, so, uh, tell us about some of the restaurants you guys checked out. Some of those fancy LA restaurants. We didn't do fancy. The people I was with was kind of like, oh yeah, I went to not really feeling it. They wasn't really feeling a trip. Like I'm the type what? of person that go on a trip and I want to go everywhere. I want to go all over the city and see everything. And yeah. they were kind of like tired and sleepy. And who's tired and sleepy in LA? I mean, the yeah, there's so much there. sun that it's just mentally keeping you awake. Man, we went to this place called Pips. Um, it was uh, set a cigar bar. But they had like a, a brunch with unlimited mimosas and unlimited sangria. Uh, we didn't smoke any cigars. The people that were that I was with didn't really smoke anything. Did you? Uh, would you have smoked a cigar? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I like cigar bars. So, and when I found out it was a cigar bar, I was definitely hyped up about it, but we didn't do any cigar stuff. So, let's 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 pause this for a second. Have you traveled with the group of people that you went before? Yes. Yeah. Okay, we so, went to okay. Memphis. Memphis and Okay. All right, because like I was just kind of wondering, because you were like, "Oh man, I want to do this," but the folks I went with weren't into it. I was like, "Okay, maybe this is the first time you travel with them. You kind of know what they're into, what they're not, and you know the compatibility it was the of it all." Time, the first time when we went to Memphis in May, um, it it didn't seem like they weren't into so many things. I was thinking it was Memphis. It was Memphis, so we ain't gonna do a whole lot. It's it's just Memphis, but L.A. We drove to Memphis. Right. What we paid the price of gas? I think we used somebody else's car. We paid the price of gas. We drove to Memphis. We came back. I think it was like a couple days. We were in L.A. for four days. For L.A. is not Memphis, so I expected them to be more excited about L.A. Because one of them said she hadn't been to L.A. So I thought we were gonna do more and be more excited about being there, and it didn't. It didn't work out like that. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, it was still a cool trip, though. No, no, I, I don't doubt that at all. Because mm -hmm. part of me would be like, I, I might fall on the French side. <laughs> It'd be like, I'm tired. I just want to lay down. I yeah. hear what you're saying, Matt, but I lean more towards Sharonda when I'm traveling, mm -hmm. where it's like, I'm. I'm not somebody that goes on vacation to rest. Like if I wanted to rest, I would have stayed home. Like I push myself when I'm on a trip because like, I want to do all the things that I that can you do, can't do right. within this time. And I don't even have to push myself. It's just the adrenaline of being in a new city, new stuff, new people. Nobody mm -hmm. knows you, so you could do all kind of crazy shit. <laughs> I mean, nobody's going to report back because don't nobody know who you know. Right. 
he could really let loose. But yeah. I, love, I, love, I love that energy, Sharonda. Right. Sounds like, go, sounds like we need to take a trip. Plane, yeah. When I step off that plane, I'm no longer Sharonda. I'm Coco. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So um, cigar bar and all that. Um, any other highlights from the trip? Um, highlights from the trip. Nope. We went on Rodale Drive and did some um, sightseeing or window shopping in that expensive ass strip. Nobody really bought anything. I mean, why took, would you? Took a lot of selfies on Rodale Drive. I didn't take selfies on Rodale Drive. I took pictures of things in the environment, street signs, window displays, people doing crazy stuff. That's the type of pictures I take. Hmm. I take selfies in the car when we riding and it's nothing to do. But when I get out, I want pictures of stuff that I can look back and say, oh man, I remember that, that was dope. Remember that weirdo? I see, yeah, I see myself all the time. So I ain't really need selfies. <laughs> I'm gonna start I, saying that. I know, I know what I look like. <laughs> no, man, I be, I be needing that selfie of me in front of something. Be like, oh yeah, I stood in front of that sign, y'all. Look at me, <laughs> look at me now. I drove, <laughs> I drove, I, I flew twelve thousand miles to just take this picture. I'll take a picture in the airport. I'm about I mean, to yeah. get on the flight. Yeah, but when I get to the city, not not a whole lot of selfies. <laughs> I feel you. All right, so pre-show, you said you wanted to ask us something. So why? What would you like to ask us? Oh, you remember the um, the post that came out about places that women don't go on dates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah, to yeah. take a woman to these places on dates. What yes. do y'all think about that? The did you see the list? Did you see the list of places mm -hmm. not to go? Uh -huh. yeah. Was there any place on there that you would have taken somebody? I mean, I'm sure I, to some degree I've taken women to most of those places. Um, I guess we should have let her ask this question pre-show so we could have pulled it up. So that's my bad because you know. Well, yeah. Plus, we already we we talked about this already. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, did. No, no, that's fine. fine. We could. Uh, we always got new um, listeners. Um, it um, was hold up. I have the list. Yeah. Yeah, I was I like, how would I search that? I was. I got to go to my deleted files, but the only ones. To me, all of those are acceptable except for it was something like your family's um, family reunion, something like that. But I mean, a family event. But it's like if I feel like if I'm taking a date to a family event, my family probably knows her. Maybe it's some girl that's been around for a while. And they're like, oh, man, why haven't you dated? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, OK, OK, I'll, I'll invite her to the family barbecue or whatever. For a first date? I mean, I, you already know her. Hmm. Okay. I thought the I thought the list was unreasonable. I'm, and I, maybe because I'm older, maybe that's some young young women shit. So I don't mind. You, they got some good pancakes. Right. I'm all but, about pancakes on the but, first. But day. Sharonda, one of the ones on the list was his house. So you 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 you'll come through. You come to come through to the house on the first date. It it just depends. Okay, I have the list up. What the vibe? What the vibe is? All right. Um. 
You want me to read it or how you want me to do this? Um, put it in the group chat so that we can all look at it. And then I don't want to go down the whole list because it's like 20 things. Okay. They had Cheesecake Factory on there, I know. I like Cheesecake Factory. And I don't think they're really that cheap. They aren't. Sweet. But like the thing is, it's not worth that. It's not worth it. No, I, 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 I'm down to go to Cheesecake Factory for cheesecake. But I'm not trying to get a fucking um, BLT sandwich and shit. Okay. And coffee. I'm a coffee drinker. I'm a coffee connoisseur. I love coffee. So if somebody invites me to coffee, that's a good way to get in. <laughs> For real. Some, some people feel like a coffee date is a cheap date. A coffee date is a cheap date, but you can learn so much about somebody drinking coffee and the date is not to impress people with money the date is to get to know people right it's more about right. the company than the the food or the environment yeah but some unless i got have, the wrong understanding of dating some people That's have why this I some shit. <laughs> no i mean I, no it's, it's older women that think like that too like some people just have like a perverse um um, thoughts about like what a date is like the man should do xyz and you know he should you know he's he's supposed to do this and also some dudes are like women supposed to do xyz on a first date too if i'm paying for this she better you know xyz you know so i don't know there's a lot of fucked people out here right because really so you just want to get to know them and not impress them but charm them i guess so yeah Best right. foot forward. Best foot forward. Right. So, like, a lot of this stuff, like the gym, how much are you really going to get to know somebody at the gym? So, and my pushback um, on that one was, like, if that's, like, let's say you um, meet on a dating app, right? Uh -huh. And, like, you're chatting, and on the dating app, you both are, like, we are into fitness. Uh -huh. So, like, let's, 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 let's lift some weights together or whatever we do at the gym together. And like a gym date can be pretty intimate, right? I guess I've been out. I've been out the the single game for a while, but it's like you know when they always say like oh uh, a dinner and a movie, right? It's dinner to get to know you're talking and everything, and then something entertaining to do afterwards or whatever like that. But just to like. I don't know. You could do your house, but that just seems kind of well. No, straight. I mean that the house is like that's a safety thing. No, it's like right, what that's if you're saying, going yeah. to do something, you know? Right. Denny's a buffet. Ain't nothing wrong with a buffet. What's wrong with a buff? Oh, is it too low, bro? It's it can. It, there are expensive buffets out there, and I think this is what this list boils down to. It's not the actual place themselves. It's the perception of the. I mean, some of them, like they said, like hiking and stuff like that, family functions. Yes, that's something like that. But all these mm -hmm. restaurant places, to me, that's all. It's all about the perception of the of the of it being not costing a lot. That's what I think. But you don't want to spend a whole lot of money on somebody that you might not like. No way. True. I I I, I wouldn't want to, and I'm I'm not a a guy, so I don't know how guys think. But if I were, 
I wouldn't want to spend a whole lot of money on some lady I might not like. I would want to kind of like test the water, see if she's smart enough or something like that, and then maybe spend some money on her. Smart, right. smart enough for me, you know? Not no, that mean, she's I... not a bad, a bad lady or a bad catch or anything like that. She just not, might not be for me. No, and I, and I, 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 I don't disagree with that, but I don't know, like, you just get so wrapped up in like, all right, I'm trying to plan a nice date because, you know, you want to put your best foot forward. That sometimes things just spiral a little out of control. But that's when, like, having those phone conversations and picking up on stuff that she says. If she says she likes coffee and books and cheesecake is her favorite dessert, coffee for a first date or cheesecake factory for cheesecake might be a win. Yeah. And also, like, one of this stuff is Buffalo Wild Wings. Like you said, if I'm getting her and she's a big sports fan or MMA thing and they got some Are big... she like chicken? Right. There's a big pay-per-view <laughs> or fight coming up. Then, yeah, why wouldn't I want to take her out there? Because I know she already likes this. I like this, too. And now we're both watching on the screens, eating, drinking, conversating. To me, that would be a perfect first date. I don't disagree. I think so, too. I don't know, man. It's just... You... I mean, I was going to say you need to know the person a little bit to pick these, but you don't know the person. That's the whole point of this, right? And so, right. like, I don't know, if they're tripping off, you know, going, well, I'm going to say this. If 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 I was a woman and some man said, let me uh, take you to Applebee's, I'm, I'm done. I'm blocking your shit right now. Mm. I, don't, I don't want no Applebee's, but everybody else, y'all cool on this one. Yeah, list. Applebee's is trash. You're going to cut that out. That nah. I said that. You keep... okay. Nope. Nah. They, know they, that. They, they they not a sponsor. Oh, they might be. <laughs> they they well, need they... to step their game up. I, now look, I think look, yeah. now look, let me say let me say this to the camera. Let me take my glasses off so y'all know I'm serious. Now look, if um the, the, the Applebee's Corporation wants to reach out and you know have us do a little promotion, we'll say that's the best motherfucking food on the planet, all right? Because we 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 will sell out. We will shield, we like money. At the but drop let's, of a let's dime, we, sell, we 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 sell it out. Yeah, I sell my have integrity here. here. While we are award winning, right. we'll right. we'll give that award away for some fucking money. <laughs> mm -hmm. We like this episode should not ever be next week. So, <laughs> welcome to the neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> get this uh tear for tear or whatever shit they got going on. <laughs> uh, we got the, uh and don't, and guys, don't forget to go down to your local Applebee's for dollar readers. All right? right? Are they you know causing you know societal discourse? Yes, but they're scrumptious and just a dollar. Right. <laughs> I like that. That was really good. Yeah, we're, yes. we're, we 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 are corporate shields. Well, we're trying to be. We're we're ready. Yeah. That's what's up. Just like Sharonda mentioned earlier, Hunger Games, she's got to see the premiere. Chad, you was able to uh, catch it too? Yes, I was. Did, you saw the actual movie, right? Or just the um, the, the the red carpet? I just uh, saw the red carpet. I've, I haven't seen any of the movies. It's what, about starving kids fighting each other or something? <laughs> they aren't all starving. So, right, um, oh, just the ones that are winning are not starving, right? <laughs> well, no. So... This is set in some sort of dystopian world where there was some sort of civil war. And so once like the civil war got quashed, they're like, okay, we're going to have like 12 districts of people. And like you got one to 12 and one very wealthy people. And the farther you get down the ring, they're less wealthy. 
And so the point of the Hunger Games is to remind people, it's, it's essentially to keep people in check somewhat. So um, every year you get um, children from a certain age range um, and you they base, essentially, it's not this simple, but they essentially pull a name out of a hat. And it's a boy and a girl from each district and they have to fight to the death until one of them comes out and it's televised. And it's to, you know, like I said, the show, the brutality of man. And also in check, we can come for your children at any time. Damn. Just like that, huh? Yeah. So when we so start. What's, what's about the hunger? Is anybody hungry on the movie? I mean, the, the, the kids from the, yeah. the, the higher starving number districts, those are, those are like poor children. That are starving? Uh, and they're fighting. Because, right. Because so uh, also, saying, if you, if you win, you, you get, get to. Bake, not get food you move up isn't like you move up the you still stay in your district but um you are, you basically become wealthy yeah oh okay okay <clears throat> but it means less if you're from like a like a single digit district you know so the higher the number the more wealthy you are flip it the 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 lower the number the more money you have oh okay so and this um Hmm? Yeah, essentially, essentially. So um, when we start, when we first hop into like the first movie slash book, I believe they're doing the 65th Hunger Games. And in this prequel, they're about to do the 10th Hunger Games. So this is a prequel. Uh, We're kind of like the uh, we're kind of learning like the evolution of some of the things that they do in the games, because it's like when we get to like the first official movie, like it's a very sophisticated they're like in this dome but it's got like artificial sky and like they can like move around the environments and they're putting like monsters in sometimes and it's just like very creative but in this one in the 10th one they're just in an arena that's all oh i so, for some reason i thought they were like in a forest trying to yeah they, they were in a forest but it really it wasn't an actual forest oh it was in the dome Right. Maybe I'll watch the movie. So like the <laughs> like the the boards that they have to fight on, they're always kind of interesting. So um you follow like the main antagonist from the first three movies. He's like young and sexy because we have to do that in prequels, right? And so they are um this is the first year where they're like we're gonna give the uh, Hunger Game contestants mentors because they're trying to get the ratings they're trying to get good ratings on the um sh- on the show because it's like people aren't watching because they're like we don't want to watch kids kill each other, so right. the whole point in the movie was for them to like bring more cachet to the Hunger Games and they did it by humanizing the contestants before they got murdered. So that was like the origins of like some of that, and it's just like it's really interesting to go from the first movie where you see the perspective from uh, somebody that has to fight in the Hunger Games and, like, how advanced it is, and then you jump back, like, uh, you know, 50 years and see how primitive it was. Like, they were treating them like cattle in the past, but in the present, they're, like, you know, giving them nice clothes, and it's like they're in first class on their on their travels up to the capital to fight and stuff. So, um, this is a really good movie, you really feel for all the characters, even the um the he's the protagonist here, but he eventually becomes the antagonist. Um, you got like Peter Dinklage in here. You got Rachel Ziegler um, from uh, she's about to be Snow White. Um, Viola Davis. 
it's a great cast, great acting, seeing the Hunger Games, like such a primitive version. It's like super interesting. I will say this movie's really long. It's like mm-hmm. almost three hours long. And I was like, there's a so the movie the movie is in chapters. And so like the first chapter is like um dude finding out he has to be a mentor. The second chapter is the Hunger Games. And then the third chapter is the aftermath of that Hunger Games. And that third chapter feels like its own movie. And you're like, come on, my dude. Like, I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. Why is this still happening? Mm-hmm. So do so, you lose interest, like, after hour number two? So it's not so much losing interest. It's like we have, basically, if it had just been the first two parts, we had a, a good story. And they're like, we're going to keep going. And it's like, I could have, y'all could have just get put this as text on the screen, you know, where it's like, I don't need to know the, um, what happens next, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, it just kept going. Them picking, picking the children. Is it like a draft? Like you get a notice in the mail <laughs> that your kid has to fight? All the kids are lined up on, they call it the reaping day. And um, they pull the name out the hat. And they're like, you know, Bob Smith, come on down. Mm. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I would watch it again at home where I could was take this, breaks. Was this something like in the Hunger Games fandom? Is this something that like they were requesting or is this part of a book that they're just doing? Like, how did the, a prequel come about? So the author of the original trilogy, she wrote a prequel maybe three or four years ago. Okay. And the prequel was well-received. Okay. And so, so people, check, stuff, people, people are going to be checking for this then. Yeah. So okay. this this, this movie is going to do really well. I, I put it in the group chat I have with you, Fran, and Rachel, but the theater was almost full. Mm. Okay. And so I, it's so rare that I see that these days, you know? Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed it. I expect that, I mean, by the time this comes out, the box office will be out, but this will be the number one movie. Yeah. That good, okay. huh? I mean, a lot of people were there, you know, just there's public interest. Um, So this was really a week of me watching stuff because um, I did get a chance to check some stuff out at the St. Louis Film Festival, but I'm going to sit on that till next week. I'm I'm going to try and get a bonus episode out on it. But no promises. So if I can't do a bonus episode, I would definitely talk about it on next week's episode. But I did see a French film called Anatomy of a Fall. And it is a movie where um, this German woman, she's married to a French guy. And they live in a town in France. And they like live like in the mountains. So like they're kind of far from people. And their son comes home from walking the dog. And when he gets back, oh no, I'm not doing that shit, man. <laughs> no, we told me about it. I was like, that was that day. I was feeling very productive, so I was like, ah, oh, let I'm me sorry. just knock this out right now. <laughs> so uh, I've been saving this, and he just mixed it. In. Okay, sorry. Um, ooh, ooh, sorry, I'm keeping that in. Um, so uh, I stopped my train of thought because Matt just sent me like the cover art for Anatomy of a Fall because before I saw it I was like oh yeah I'm going to do a bonus review on that and then I saw it I was like I am not doing a bonus review on that (laughs) 
so um the, the son comes back from walking the dog and his dad is dead on the ground and so the whole anatomy of a fall is did the wife push him or did he jump and about like by the time they get to court you slowly realize this movie is not about was it suicide or murder the movie is actually about the anatomy of a fall of a relationship and so during court the prosecution is dissecting their their marriage and like you know we we've, we've all been in relationships right and any little like friction if you just take a small piece of it and like lay it out to like a, a group of people that don't know you it could look mm -hmm. terrible you know mm -hmm. So that's that's essentially what it was like just airing all their dirty laundry to make it seem like, oh, the wife did it or, oh, he's suicidal, things like that. So I did like the movie and it felt real, uh, especially like there's a um, they have a flashback to an argument that the, the couple had. And I'm like, I could see myself having this argument with Samantha because it was like it was about. Okay. Um, that spells ass, no scratches. Um, basically the <laughs> argument. Hey, editing chat here. We said some stuff, had to edit the stuff because we can't say any of that. This is where the stuff used to be. But no, like, so <laughs> when I said that I wasn't going to review it, I really like this movie, but it's kind of a hard movie to, to talk about. Like the acting was solid. The story was interesting. I'm going to spoil this. They don't tell you whether or not she killed him or not. I didn't like that. But the movie's not really is. about that. Mm -hmm. So I did enjoy it. It's just, I don't know if I can recommend it. Mm. Just because you don't know who killed him? Because, like, we we are, as a movie-going audience, we... We, we we yeah okay yes that 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 uh, that um dissection of a relationship that's interesting but I came here to you know to uh, for some murder porn and I can't come unless I know who did it. Wow, that okay. that that's a unique analogy. Is that that apt? It is true, but it's unique. Yeah. Hey man, hey. What what else are we doing? Why why? <laughs> <laughs> what what are you doing to your murder porn, Matt? Because like if you don't know who did it, you're not getting that release. Of course, I hundred I hundred percent agree with you. But I'm saying that's a unique one because I hate when it's like uh, the movie's over and I'm like, nah, what happened? I need to know. <laughs> so the you last thing creative I'm... enough to to come up with your own ending. Yeah, but you, you know that's fanfic. That that's not what? canon. That's not canon, Sharana. That's fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing I want to talk about is the curse on Paramount Plus. It stars Emma Stone and Nathan Fielder, and it's about a couple in a town in um, New Mexico where they're trying to do like a um, a HGTV type show where um, they're two white people trying to do good in their most predominantly Latino community. But gentrification is coming and it's like really disrupting these people's lives. And even the things that they're doing to like make their money are hurting these people. So they're trying to offset that by like doing good, they, good deeds to the people. So while they're recording, um, 
uh, so while uh, while they're with the film crew, they're like, hey, there's a little black girl selling like sodas in the parking lot of the store. Why don't you go over there? Why don't you go over there and give her money and we'll record it, you know, for the show. So all he had was a hundred dollar bill in his wallet and he and he gives it to her for the shot. And then he takes it back and he's like, let me get changed. And it's a whole thing. And the little girl's like, I'm going to put a curse on you. And he's like, OK, wait, so is, he is, is this a comedy? Sort of. It's like a dark comedy. OK. And so, like, he doesn't pay, play any mind uh, on it. But then his wife, Emma Stone, sees the recording and she gets really fucking mad at him. And she's like, she's like one of those, like, holistic hippie type women. So like she she's like this kid said they put a curse on you you need to get this curse lifted, and so he can't find them so he just tells her he did but then like st- bad stuff is slowly happening to them, like they found out they was pregnant and then like when they went like the present pregnancy test said they were pregnant, and then uh, when they went to the OBGYN they was like no no um so she just the, guilty by association the the yes. I curse your house. The um the egg didn't get all the way in the tube. So like there was like a procedure they had to do. And it's like little things like he blew up at a reporter and now that's going to like really make things bad, like bad for them. And so he's trying to like get the reporter off the story, but that's not working. So it's just like a series of unfortunate events. It's kind of funny, but really interesting. Okay. But, um, you know, you're kind of switching up on our topics this week, Matt. Um, You have a story time? You have a story to tell us? Do I need to get some popcorn? Um, Maybe. Chad, if I asked you for a favor, uh, a personal favor, uh, would you do it? What is a personal favor? Or like something do you, want, that's, do you need money or like you need me to help you move? Like what's a personal nah, favor? Nah, nah, personal favor, something like I would only ask you. I wouldn't ask like somebody else. Like something very so, personal where I would be embarrassed to ask somebody else. So like you would ask me to edit for you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cause I hate that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Story real quick. All right. Is this a story about you? No. No. <laughs> Listen, I thought this was funny, but okay. So, in Germany, a court judge decided on a case of honorable intentions in a situation when a man hired his neighbor to get his wife pregnant. And what? it seems that Demetrius and his former beauty queen wife, um, we'll call her Trout, wanted a child badly, but Demetrius was told by a doctor that he was sterile. So, Say soup. That's his, that's the neighbor. So soup, after calming his wife's protest, hired his neighbor Frank to impregnate her. So since Frank was already married and a father of two children, plus looked very much like soup to boot, they seemed the plan went good. Soup played Frank, paid Frank twenty five hundred dollars for the job, and for three evenings a night for the next six months, Frank tried desperately a total of seventy two different times. To up and pregnant his wife. Now I'm gonna pause the story real quick because I want to show you because his wife is a former beauty queen. So I'm about Ooh. to send you guys a picture of what the wife looks like. And YouTube, whoa, uh, YouTube people, you will see this on the screen right now. Okay. 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 So 
When his own wife ejected, he explained, I don't like this any more than you. I'm simply doing it for the money and trying to understand. When she failed to get pregnant after six months, however, Soup was not understanding and insisted that Frank have a medical examination, which he did. The doctors announced that Frank was also sterile, shocked everyone except for his wife, who was forced to confess that Frank was not the real father of their two children. Yo! Now Soup is Soup. Now Soup is suing Frank for breach of contract in an effort to get his money back. But Frank refuses to give it back because he said this. Pause for affection. Pause for affection. Pause for effect. I did not guarantee conception that only I will give it an honest effort. So he knew he was sterile. He did not. He, he did not, did not he know not. he was sterile. And he did this 72 times <laughs> to this beauty queen rights. And then he found out that his wife cheated on him. And he's not the real father of his kids. I think it's interesting that Soup would want his money back. <laughs> he don't care about the wife. He just wants his money back. Also... Um, it was only twenty five hundred dollars. I thought it would be more than that. Right. I mean, it's is you is this rough times out here, my dude? I mean, yes, twenty five hundred dollars is a lot of money, but it's like right. And also, it's not like he intentionally like lied, and it's not like, oh yeah, man, I'm totally, I'm totally virile. Like, what are we doing? Hey, here? he and like you said, he tried. He seventy two times. He tried. He can. He can't make no guarantees. Maybe he should have sued the the wife of the neighbor because she probably knew. Right, she knew once he once he accepted it, but she but uh that's why she was probably protesting. Not that he was going to do it, that she knew that nothing was going to come out of it. Mm hmm. Yeah, she should be the one to pay the twenty five hundred dollars back. I mean, it's their money though. He was still be paying. <laughs> All right, and my last thing is. Am I the asshole? And it's titled, Am I the asshole for refusing to change my wedding date for my sister's unexpected trip? He goes, um, I'm a bit of a bind and need some outside perspective. My fiance, 28 female, and I'm 29 male, have been planning our wedding for over a year and it's set for next month. We put a lot of effort and money and everything financially coming together. But here's where it gets complicated. My sister, who I'm very close with, just won an all-expense-paid trip to Europe. And so once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for her, but the date clashes with my wedding. She asked me to postpone the wedding so she could attend both events. I told her I can't change the dates because our non-refundable bookings and guests have already made travel plans. My sister got upset, saying I'm being inflexible and not considering her feelings. My parents think I should try to accommodate her, but my fiancé and friends said we shouldn't have to change our plans. I'm torn because I want her to be here, but changing the date seems almost impossible at this stage. Can you read one one week where they are the asshole, Matt? Which Okay, I see what you're saying. Well, it's only two. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens next week. We'll see what happens next week. So so far nobody's been the asshole. They've been right in what they wanted. Right. Yeah, it's not like you're like, oh man, I'm gonna have like a um a barbecue or some shit. Like you spent thousands of dollars on a venue, people are flying in. Of course you can't change the date. Right. If anything, the sister was the asshole. 
or right. expecting him to change the date. Right. Either take your trip or skip the trip and go to the fucking wedding. I want to know, like, how did how did she win this trip? Hmm. Because then that and would be more like if you want this, like, you want this actual job or something. Because it seems more likely you have a better chance of changing that those dates versus right. this wedding because those shit is locked in. Right. But also maybe the lock the those dates are what probably was, locked in. What What is the title? Is that work trip? No, unexpected trip. Okay. No, not the asshole. Yeah. Mm-mm. I don't think so. Either. All right. And so... is the trip to Europe like once in a lifetime? Is Europe going somewhere and she can't get there <laughs> another day? Like, uh, it's, it's once in a lifetime because it's free. Yes. I don't know. Next time I'll be able to get a free trip to Europe. I mean, she better get on sugarbaby.com. Mm hmm. <laughs> Just saying. All right, that takes us to this week's discussion of the temptation. Sound records. Very good, right? You guys are really good out there tonight. Do you guys have a manager? No. Yes. Here's my card. What a name for yourselves yet? The Temptations. Welcome to Motown. Biography of the singers who formed the hit Motown musical act, The Temptations. Um, so Sharonda, what did you think of this? Well, I guess let's preface for a sec here. So, yes, this is a movie, but this uh, originally was a this the, the original format of this was a television movie, film for television, right? TV movie miniseries. So this is um aired over two nights in two hour blocks with commercials and all that stuff, right? But um we watched it all in one go, sort of. I said sort of, right? Because we didn't have the commercials and all that shit. But you know, we we, we took our time with it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Sharana, what did you think of this movie? The the statement was, um, once once a temptation, always a temptation is not true, or something like that. What was what was the I statement? I opened the show with um, <laughs> the expression "once a temptation, always a temptation." That's kind of it, it doesn't mean anything because, like, I feel like they were kind of flippant with that because then they were like, "Okay, also you're fired." A, I think they were always a temptation because at the end, everybody was doing a concert as the temptation, and and it was two different groups, so they were still temptations, right? To the public, yes. I, mm-hmm. That's a fair. That's what? a fair. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. So you're saying that as the group. And them being connected, they weren't always connected as the Temptations. It felt like if you weren't, I mean, granted, Otis had uh, every right to remove the people that he did in this movie. But like the way he's just like, all right, you out, my boy. It's just like, I thought, I thought we was, I thought we was always going to be, you know, clickety clacks. What What's uh-huh. happening here? I get that. But within reason, like. You can't just be fucking up and expect to stay in the group. Maybe all, maybe all they need to do, the all they need to do, is just make it David Ruffin and the Temptations, and they would have been gravy. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that one. That's what I was about to say. Or, but like, I I never seen this before, and I've always serious? seen yeah, and I've always seen the meme of nobody's coming to see you, Otis. And after watching this, ain't nobody coming to see Otis. It should be David Ruffin in the Temptations. 
<laughs> it should have been. Right. Been. And when he walked out by himself and grabbed, I mean, and, and went on the stage and grabbed the mic and sung the that was dope. They should have agreed to it just because of that. When right. they turned, where, out, was, where was security? Where was security? <laughs> it's David Ruffin. They ain't gonna, they ain't gonna stop him. That's true. But okay, so jump into trivia for a hot second. He did that multiple times in real life. What? what part? Oh yeah. Crash shows. Oh, uh, you show up to them. Yeah, they showed <laughs> a couple times in the in the movie. <laughs> but like in real life he did that several times and like they were actually considering bringing him back for real for real but he he went missing on the night they were like okay David you can come back oh yeah yeah so close yet so far he needed some drugs <laughs> damn okay? it David damn it David <laughs> but what did you think but of yeah. this movie Sharonda I liked it from the from the very beginning from the very first time I saw it years ago I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. And I'm like, Matt, they should have just made him the lead. Like, Diana Ross in the Supremes. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Walker in the All-Stars. They, they I'm, getting for, I'm forgetting the first name. Something. Oh, Gladys Knight and the Pips. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. They should have done right. it. Um, yeah, I, I like this movie. Uh, I was unexpected like as i was watching it how it like it rose the credits right after he gets kicked out the group and i was like wait what and then like i paused it and i was like oh we still got two more hours of this so that i was like okay (laughs) it was unexpected how long this was but now with the tv show i get it but no i enjoyed this movie it was good remembered like hearing all the songs and there's a couple songs where i was like oh you know you know what they are but like i didn't know that was temptations and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um but yeah, it was. It, I boiled down to this is David Ruffin's group. <laughs> I yes. get at the beginning, y'all wish I do y'all thing and stuff, but I get how Otis is like the um, the leader, I guess, of uh, the Temptations and stuff, like in real life. But on stage, that's David Ruffin, man. Mm-hmm. All day. Yeah. So, what did you think about um, Norman not changing the date? that the daddy died do you feel like he should have changed the day no nah, i thought he was i thought that was that was being petty unless there was some background it's just a date. yeah it, it felt like something was missing because right. like out of nowhere like there's some animosity between them and the songwriter and it's like mm-hmm. where did this come from like th- i don't understand what's happening here mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. Like but, I appreciate I, I do like the conversation where he's like, Yes, that's that's upsetting you. Use it. Use it yeah. as a song. I like that. But one thing, um with them interchanging so many people, mm-hmm. doesn't that take away from the temptations? Like yeah, if it, it dilutes it, it. Right, yeah. There we go. Cause I'm like, if these was great singers and everything, and but if they're easily interchangeable to other people and like, I just keep it moving, then it makes like the original people weren't, weren't special at all. The thing mm-hmm. is, because David Ruffin has charisma, has a presence and everything else like that to go mm-hmm. with it, but I didn't like how all these different changes, and we just want to substitute one person for this one, this person for this one. It's like, just come up with your own group now. Don't write yeah. off the Temptations name. Nah, nah because yeah, it's You're just have like, a brand. They have a brand. 
It's just like when these these movie studios, they'll just remake a movie, but mm-hmm. then they'll be like, then when you actually see the movie, it's nothing like the original because like they just need you to come in and give the give them the money, right? Because they're just yeah. they're coasting off the temptation name, and it's like, well, these other guys are there, so maybe it'd be like that, but yeah, that dilutes it. Um, yeah. did you guys get a vibe like when the in early in the movie when they're following those girls home singing after them? Did y'all get that uh vibes of that Chris Brown video where he's following that girl dancing behind her? A little bit. Uh, no, I didn't even um, really think about it. What's uh, I was trying to think of the name, but never mind, I can't think Excuse of it. Excuse me, miss, maybe or you know, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, um, I like this movie too. Um, my whole thing, my issue with it was, um, I needed to, to, um, to recognize that this movie came out in the late nineties and I've seen a lot of biopics that have come out after the late nineties. And so like, my mind was like, I don't really like that we're hitting these tropes um of of a biopic mm-hmm. so i was kind of frustrated with that but i'm like also this is from the late 90s so this is um this is kind of like par for the course right it uh what was the other one we did uh with david with uh well you did five heartbeats i wasn't there five heartbeats yeah it's like yeah like you said somebody's doing drugs or somebody's being bad they get kicked out the group uh, then they have they keep going without them. There's a replacement, and eventually they reconcile with that other person, and then there's a reunion type of thing at the end. New edition, same thing. Mm-hmm. I personally am not a fan of biopics that want to cram like the whole life and times of whatever into like however many hours the movie is. Like I like biopics that like pick a specific time and they just do stuff around that time and like stuff happened before it, stuff happened after it, but that's not relevant for the story we're telling. Mm-hmm. So like for example, that that biopic about Lucille Ball starring Nicole Kidman, I really like that because that was just one specific time period. That was like a week in their life during like season two or three of the show. Like they didn't get into like eventually they got divorced. They didn't get into like how they got the show. It's just this time period right now is what we're talking about. And all that other shit don't matter. And it's like it gave you a more focused story. Right. Because mm-hmm. you're not skipping over. You're not have, you don't have to transition all these years for different things. Yeah. yeah. And then you get more detail of the person <laughs> right. by that specific episode. Yeah. I get it. I mean, I would have liked to have seen a movie that just started when they were doing that reunion tour in the 80s. And just follow like the start of that tour of them like doing that initial um, rehearsal to when they're like David's missing. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could have like there's so much drama within that time period that that could have been his own movie. Mm-hmm. I think just David missing by itself could have been its own movie. Yeah, I agree with that too. Because then they said uh, it, it was a week before they figured out it was him mm. in the morgue. So, yeah, yeah. like a true true crime documentary or something. Mm-hmm. Who killed David Ruppin? Did they even investigate to see what the fuck happened to David? Or they just right. was like, oh, it's David, no big deal. 
it's right, just they, they, an they, overdose. Yeah, they breezed past that. Yeah, they but also one thing I didn't notice uh, what Motown was called before they called it Motor Motor City Records, or something Hitsville. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Motor I didn't know it was called Motor City, City or whatever it was before. <laughs> um. Okay. So, um, this is a TV movie. So, like, Rotten Tomatoes isn't like, oh yeah, tomato meter. Like, there aren't critic. This is there isn't a critic score. But there is an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And one in 100, just like a, a great score in school, what do you guys think this movie got? 75. 85. 96 with over 5,000 <gasps> Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Huh. I enjoyed it, but I guess I wouldn't I give it a given 96. It a 96 but yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think anybody else would have. I'm cheesy like that. Well, I was also thinking like I'm I'm like I'm not part I, I like the movie, but like what I'm not liking are like these tropes and I feel like a lot of people just don't care about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's kind of why this has such a high rating. Um I'm curious. Do you, is where did this information come from to make this uh miniseries? Oh, so Otis wrote a book. And okay, this yeah. is an adaptation of the book, but not um, not a accurate adaptation of the book. Because I was like, this is a pro Otis show. So you already knew he had something to do with it, right? Well, no, it just mm-hmm. felt like that to where like basically everybody, plus or minus, had a little bit of dirt on their hands, or they were doing something that, except for him. Well, he cheated on his wife. Yeah, you know that's that's normal Hollywood stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that they said. He cheated on his wife. So, um, Oba Babatu, who plays Barry Gordy in the mo- in the TV movie, also played Barry Gordy in a later season episode of which '90s sitcom? A. Martin, B. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, C. Moesha, or D. The Jamie Foxx Show. Hmm. Ooh. Which one? Repeat the options again. Martin, Fresh Prince, Moesha, Jamie Foxx. Where else did he play Barry Gordy? I want to say music. Could be Fresh Prince. Could be Moesha. Jamie. I'm gonna go with Fresh Prince. Yeah, me too. Fresh Prince. I think it's yeah. first. Prince. Yeah, I don't want to cover the spread. All right, then I'll go with uh, Jimmy Fox. You should have stayed on Fresh Prince. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he uh, played Barry Gordy in season five, episodes one and two. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I vaguely remember him yeah. being uh, Barry Gordy on it. Um, now we're gonna do a trivia dump. Uh, Smokey Robinson is the only Motown celebrity to make an appearance as himself uh, during the movie. The Temptations' famous four-headed microphone stand doesn't debut until Dennis Edwards had replaced David Ruffin in the movie. In reality, the stand was the brainchild of Ruffin himself. The group members talked about making a trademark that would distinguish them as a group. Ruffin suggested having a custom-made stand. That could house four microphones, giving them ample room to dance. 
much more convenient than having to gather around a single microphone. After having made it, the group implemented it into their act in 1966, two years before Ruffin was fired. That, that um, man's idea and rolled with it. Right. He was already setting it up mm-hmm. to be David Ruffin. In the yeah. <laughs> Why not five, David? <laughs> there are a number of scenes where the Temptations performances are filmed using recordings of the original group and numerous others where the actors' recorded voices are used. Uh, for example, The Way You Do the Things You Do, My Girl and Cloud Nine used the original Temptations recording, Can't Get Next to You, Ball of Confusion and I'm Losing You were performed by the actors. Oh, so the actors can sing. Yeah. Uh, also, mm-hmm. in reality, uh, Melvin Franklin did not die in a wheelchair at his mother's house. Why would you just add that in there like that? <laughs> they was just being. They had to squeeze the death in there somewhere. Yeah, I, that, that felt out. like. I mean, it feels like it's something that would happen on a TV show like that. But you didn't have to do him like that. Um, was he in a wheelchair though? He. he... Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. That's the show. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Sharana. This was yes, fun. I thought it was very, very cool. I like this show, you guys. Thank you for reminding me of my own history. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I still yeah. brag about you today. That ain't what Chad said. Chad told me to do it this <laughs> blankety, way. Blankety, blank, blank. Uh, you got the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days. Mm. Uh, you got anything you want to plug before you get out of here? Um, no plugs. So if Tony, Tony, Tony comes to your city, I will check them out. <laughs> and um, Applebee's. Um, <laughs> if you need, if if you want to sponsor somebody, here you go. Mm. We got you, Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at weusetalkpod at gmail.com. Follow us on YouTube, X, formerly Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and threads at weusetalkpod. Follow me on Letterboxd at BOW1213 and Matt at MrKing0257. Come back next week when we discuss the um, fourth theatrical Ninja Turtles movie. But first, theatrical animated movie, TMNT. And like always, I don't know if this was a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening. <laughs>